This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On 95.7 The Game. Right? Just talk to people. Life is not that hard. Like, just just talk to people. It's I'd rather not. what you and I do. You know what? You, radio host, you don't want to talk to people? I talk to you three hours a day. Yeah. And, and you, I'll, I'll and share with the audience. It. I drove in today, and I was late. Late leaving, got into bad traffic, and I'm coming in, and I'm thinking, Mark Willard better not be in my spot. Because usually I get here first and I I park all the way back and then you block me in. Right. And today I was thinking if he's block if he's blocking if he's spot blocking I'm gonna be hot. I'm gonna be hot you mean today. If I, so if I parked in my spot, correct? And no, and, and I, therefore blocking and, me from and, my spot. And where was I? You were in my spot. So therefore, I came in in a much better mood. All right, there but I go. was coming in thinking right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even gonna call him. I'm gonna take out my scissors. See? I'm slashing tires. This is a great lesson. This is, is a great yes. lesson for you and for everybody. And I've learned this a thousand times myself. Sometimes you work yourself up. You get so mad at something that never happens. I was pre mad. <laughs> I was pre angry. And then you're all like. Then you gotta like work yourself back down, and it's like, well, that was a waste of energy, wasn't it? Well, so I pulled you got all the, mad at me I for something I didn't even do. And I looked toward our spot, and I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course, he's there. And as I got closer, I'm like, oh, classic Dibber. Oh, and I thought, all right, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm gonna let it go. Yeah, I'm gonna let it go. Sometimes we'll give a pass this time. Sometimes people are thoughtful. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. So thank um, you. You're welcome for <laughs> nothing. Anyway, the NBA. <laughs> Uh, trade deadline is tomorrow. We got you covered with all the latest news leading up to it. Our trade deadline coverage is brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. And there's some James Wiseman buzz. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the hour because Keith Smith, uh, who does a great job on the NBA, is going to join us here in about an hour. So uh, definitely some Wiseman thoughts, some Warrior thoughts there in Portland tonight right here on 95.7 The Game. So we'll get to all of that uh, coming up. But definitely want to get back to the phones at 888-957-9570 just to sort of reset the table for you on what has people talking this morning. Jay Glazer with this from Radio Row in Arizona. There's buzz out there that Jimmy Garoppolo could have played in the NFC Championship game. No, but... So- so it's not that, like, they're hoping kind of more for the Super Bowl, but even so, he wouldn't have been able to do everything. Kind of would have been able to do a little bit more than Purdy was able to do at the NFC Championship game. But they were, they were hoping he was going to be able to be in there as maybe the emergency third. Here's what Kyle Shanahan most recently said about this. This is back on January 20th. Could he be ready for the NFC title game? Um, I'd be surprised, but I think it depends how this whole weekend goes and stuff. But I think it's an outside chance. Dibs, you love that. Got an instant. Oh, six seconds bite, and he got an instant stuff in there. Loving and stuff from Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Depends on how this weekend goes, but I guess Jimmy Garoppolo could be ready to go this weekend and stuff. It just depends on how this weekend goes. And then uh, Debo Samuel went on first take and stuff, and he had this to say. I mean, um, as you go back and look at it, it's just crazy. Kind of like you stated, uh, even talking to Kyle about it during his career of coaching, he said he never seen anything, and even talking to his dad, he ain't seen nothing like it either. So it's just like I mean, the team was beat up. The team was down. You know, the team was sad. But it really didn't hit as hard as it's supposed to, if that makes sense. Because at the end of the day, we knew, like, when we lost both our quarterbacks, it's like, what are we going to do? It's kind of like you really don't have a chance at this point. So, um, I mean, it, it, it hurt for sure. But uh, I wish we, we took one more quarterback into that game. And uh, it probably would have been a different outcome. Yeah, I wish we would have taken one more quarterback into that game. Is he pointing that at Kyle? Is he pointing it at Jimmy? Is he just pointing it into the wind? I don't know if there's necessarily a way to figure that out. The other thing he said that's interesting that we didn't talk about 
is the loss didn't hit as much and, and because we didn't feel like we had a chance to compete, which I think is, in the end, is going to be something that's, um, it's this thing that, that all of us have sort of picked a side on. Did the 49ers get beat? Or did the game just go that way? Right. And I and I get what he's saying. I, I feel that, too. I don't feel like the 49ers were overmatched against the Eagles. I feel like this could have been completely different if they had quarterbacks. But a lot of other people, and I know you're one of them, think they were going to get outplayed no matter what, how this thing went. Well, I think they did get outplayed. And this is where I draw a distinction between the Warriors and Raptors and the injuries they had and the Eagles and the 49ers. So... The Warriors lose to the Raptors. Kevin Durant is out, and he comes back and plays on an Achilles. It was a calf strain, which might be an Achilles, and Kevin Durant comes back, and he gets hurt, and then Klay Thompson gets hurt, and you lose the NBA Finals to Toronto. That is really, really bad luck. It's bad injury luck. When you play a football game where the the very essence of the sport is I'm trying to tackle you, and quite frankly, I'm trying to knock you out. Hassan Reddick comes in and hits Brock Purdy. He's thinking one thing only. I want to light you up. He's not thinking, I want to make sure that you don't complete this pass, and I want to gently... I want to gently contain you. I don't and know. I want to I, ease you to the ground. But he he's not trying to in. hurt him. He's trying to. He's trying to win the play. But not, if he if he does hurt him, that is a byproduct of the sport. That's the, that's the nature of the sport. It's a byproduct of the sport, not of the play. Like again, well, what the play and, is a byproduct of the sport. Well, and okay. a byproduct of the sport is I'm trying to hurt you. I'm We're trying to semantics hit you. Here. We're in semantics here. I, I understand me, what you're saying. And but. to me, the essence of what happened is a byproduct of domination. Hassan Reddick, early in that game, was owning the football game. He owned Mike McGlinchey. He crushes Tyler Croft on that play. He gets in, and he gets a clean shot on the quarterback. He takes it. He goes for the ball. He creates a fumble, and by the way, he knocks Brock Purdy out of the game. You go to the backup. Josh Johnson, he's playing. He's not playing great. He's playing well enough to where... You're still kind of in the game. Yeah. I mean, you, I didn't feel that way, but I know you do. I, I, I mean, like, he you, led you on a touchdown drive. I know you love that that factoid. Uh, if he, he didn't drop the one snap at the end of the first half, I you mean, go to the locker room 14-7 down, you get the ball to start the third, I think it's a different ball game. His touchdown drive was in Eagles territory and all runs. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of touchdown drive. Yeah, I a couple said, of nice little nifty passes. Last year, when I said Jimmy Garoppolo led the team on a, t- on a scoring drive in Green Bay, people freaked out because they were like, he didn't do anything. Right. He handed the ball off to, to Debo, Debo Samuel yeah. the whole time. Why are you giving Jimmy credit? So if I can't give Jimmy credit there, you don't get to give Josh Johnson credit for a touchdown All I'm saying is that Josh Johnson was at least a quarterback who could do He's, quarterback things. I like the first half of your sentence. He's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> stop it right there. Philadelphia is able to, through football plays, and again, Ndamukong Sue dominates that play. He wins that play, and he comes in, and he knocks Josh Johnson out of the game. That, to me, speaks to the dominance that Philadelphia had yeah. exerted over not one, but two quarterbacks. I hear you, but I also think it, it's hard for me to say, let's go to Purdy. Uh, you, you know, you've said a couple of times, Hassan Roddick, uh, Reddick was dominating the game at that point or had ownage on the Niners' offensive line. You can't have ownage over six plays. That's like saying... I mean, good God, he sure like, did. I mean, that's like saying if I was a baseball player and I went three for five in one game, you're like, man, you own that pitcher. No, I I got three hits. Like, what am I going to do against him in June? What am I going to do against him in August? Ownage comes over a long period of time. Brock Purdy got six plays. So I, I Hassan I, Reddick had two at bats in the first inning, and they were both home great, runs. Great. And by the way, McGlinchey statistically did not give up anything in this game. But again, we're talking six plays. I like to me, it's just not enough to to make sweeping judgments about what was happening or what was going to happen in that game. Because, uh, by the way, if Reddick was owning him, here's the other tale of the tape. Purdy was moving the ball. They got two first downs, and then he got hurt. Right. Well, so, he fumbled. Yeah, he fumbled. He fumbled. And got hurt. 
but he fumbled because right. Hassan Reddick took his arm off. Croft, I understand. And he ripped his arm. I understand. Off, so. so he gets into a little bit of a semantics and argument. To use your baseball analogy, I know. I know we're going to go to the phones and the Ray Ratto party update coming. Oh, that's in I as forgot. Well. Sorry, I sorry, never, sorry. Ever, I ever, ever forget that. But Hassan Reddick hit a grand slam. Is what happened. He got a sack. A forced fumble and a QB knockout, that is akin to a first-inning grand slam. So, yeah, Brock Purdy, as a pitcher, was dealing. He got the first two guys out, strike out looking. He walked a guy. There was an error. There was a Texas leaguer. They're loaded for Hassan Reddick. Grand slam. You're out of the game. Four nothing, night-night. Mm-hmm. Solomon Wilcox going to join us in three Please. minutes. We are going to go to the phones. I can't wait. But I, I guess I should mention this real quick. And, and, and nobody did anything wrong here, which is why I can just tell the story. Um, but here's what happens. You nicknamed me Watch Party Willard. To this point... I didn't do it. The only people who actually show up to watch parties are people who, um, at least at that time, uh, were they are now, but they're not on-air regulars here at 95.7 The Game. Spadone now is... Which is why he's going to say no this year. <laughs> Good Last year he wasn't on the air. He's like, we're bringing Benny and we're bringing food. <laughs> now he's a host and he's like, ah, I got this, I got that. We got things going on. Maybe another kid. There's things that are. I happening. got an autograph signing party. Right? I got all kinds of stuff. Kyle's <laughs> one of our one of our, our our lead bench players. Last year couldn't even get him to leave the damn party. This year, hard no. Hard no. Damn. You crack a mic, you don't want to come anymore. I'm That's out. what happens here at 95.7 The Game. Only person till a couple days ago that I could get to come, Matt Nahagian. Does he crack the mic at 95.7? He does not. Except for one time on one of the shows last week. But I'm on that. TikTok. <laughs> Follow me on TikTok. Exactly. So. Talk, talk, talk. When Guru said what he said earlier this week, I'm coming. Now nobody believes he's coming. I believe he's coming. But it would it would represent a complete shift in the paradigm. Now here's the other dynamic here. I see every host at this station except for on the regular Damon and Ray because they don't come in. Now Ray comes in early so I see him sometimes. Damon is a rumor to me. It's a voice. <laughs> I think he's here. I don't know. Right? So we don't see each other very much. So they're always the last to know because I would rather do this face-to-face -face than text. Right. Because when I text, Steiny never responds. So <laughs> I get this text yesterday from Goo. Mark, I think Ray Rattle wants to come. But I told him about the party and he said he's not invited. Is that okay? <laughs> what do I do? You're right. I get one of these texts. Like, oh, of course he's invited. I just haven't had a chance to say it to him yet. I haven't seen him. I'm off today. I got stuff going on. Of course, let him know that he can come. And I go, by the way, I'll text him. So I texted him right then and there. Ray, you're on the list. Let's ride. Broncos country. <laughs> Here we go, right? I won't like it. And he immediately does what any good man who has had a relationship for a long time does. Let me ask the boss, and I'll get back to you. And then, hours later, unlike Steiny, he texted again. Nice. Unprompted. And he said, boss says we are otherwise engaged. Oh. Maybe next year. Man. When the Cardinals play the Colts. <laughs> that was the text that I got. And so, so I said, all good. We'll see you next year. Man, God. that's not the payoff I was hoping for. But that's what you got. That's what you got. And I knew it was going to go that way because Ray cracks the mic. And if you crack the mic, you don't come to the watch party. Unless... Guru wants to change the paradigm. We'll find out Sunday at 3. The odds have come in, and uh, no is still sitting at about minus 8,000. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you want to bet the yes, you're getting pretty good odds on the yes that he will show. He's still steadfast that he will show up. But there is always the Sunday unforeseen circumstances. There's always a possibility. Up, yeah. It's always a possibility. Uh, if you test positive for COVID at uh, Sunday morning at 9, yeah. something like that could happen. All right, it's Willard and Dibs. It's all brought to you by calhope.org. We will get another guru update on that, obviously, here in about an hour and a half. I'm and, and in. Look forward to, yeah, I, right, on Wednesday. <laughs> but but as we get closer, how's this actually going to play out? I'm you know, a Dodger fan. There was a minute or two, by the way. Lovely Christy and I sat here and had a conversation and go, look at this group that we might be putting together over here, okay? Like, think about this now. Right, so you got Guru. He said he might bring his wife. 
I might have. I, I think my kids are going to be there. Nice. Her kids are going to be there. We got friends who got nothing to do with the industry coming over. We got Ratto in a corner. Is he bringing his I mean, wife? If Ratto's does, in a corner. Does, I'm a lock. Does Steiny show up with golf shoes on? Yeah. And and come in in the second quarter, right? And Hagen's going to be over there having meetings in the back, firing people. Like there's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> That's good. And I'm just going to be cooking. I'm going to be cooking chicken and trying to keep everything together. I'm like, this could get weird real fast. Right. And quickly running people out uh, before the post game even has a chance to launch because you got work, apparently. Well, that's after the game. That's right. post game. Post game, we got work. And uh, so, yeah. Are you going to flick the lights on and off? Oh, totally. Like late fourth quarter? Totally. Giving people the when signal? When that game-winning field goal flies through the uprights from uh, Harrison Butcare, nah, uh, as soon as that thing flies through the uprights, all right, everybody. Thanks for coming. We're flickering Please lights. Right. I'm going to have like little Ziploc baggies with food. Here you go. There's the door. Um, I'm not doing dishes either. I'm going to be right behind you on the way out. And uh, and that's the deal. So anyway. All right. Hey, what's Solomon doing? Is Solomon ready? Not ready? All right. We go back to the phones. Hey, Tim in Danville. Tim, you're on with Willard and Dibs. What are you doing, Tim? <laughs> hey, guys. Thank you. Talking to you. Um, hey, I just wanted to raise a comment. You know, I think this is more on Kyle. Um, you know, I think he, he's, he's brilliant, right? He could solve the most complex problems, but yet he fails at the common sense issues. Now, if we go back, let's look at Trey Lance, right? Runs them, runs them between tackles. Who's blocking Reddick? And then it's not Josh Johnson. It's why is Josh Johnson there when he knows he's one hit away from from losing a game. Why didn't he bring in a Matt Ryan? Why doesn't he think more from a risk assessment perspective? You know, manage these small details and have these backups, right? That's the part that well, gets me. But Tim, always- Tim, why? hold on. Can I stop you there? You said, why doesn't he bring in Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan's on the Colts. Like, I, I guess I'll, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm going to ask you to really think through what you're asking and then decide, should Kyle Shanahan have thought of that? And then plan for that. And then could he have even planned for that? What is it you wanted or who is it you wanted the thing. on the roster, activated, and ready to play on, on December Janu- 4th? On January 29th. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt December 4th. Yeah, yeah. So that's the point so, where you had to find somebody. So, Tim, who? Who and what? Well, well who? Okay, I, I thought he could have gotten Ryan. Maybe not. But someone who has who can win a playoff game because he knows that Purdy goes down, it's all over. No one is there, and it, and it, and it, it was just a despicable game, right? It, it was a disgrace. I love the Niners. I'm a big fan, but it was such a bad show. But Tim, um, like you're you're right. But the bad show was not the fault of anyone. Like like the guy got hurt. Like. Tim, thanks. Here's the thing that gets really weird, especially in a year where the 49ers ended up in an NFC title game with their third quarterback. Right. The the situation that... And their fourth quarterback. Right. The situation that Tim just laid out is literally how teams exist. Oh, my gosh, we're one hit away. The Chiefs are going to play in the Super Bowl on Sunday with Chad Henney as the backup. We are one hit away from Chad Henney. From Chad Henney. Will they activate a third quarterback? That's the I question. Would, I would think no. Exactly. Maybe because Mahomes comes in dinged. Maybe the Eagles do right. too because Hertz comes in dinged. I don't know. Gardner Minshew considered a high level backup, so maybe this doesn't apply to Philadelphia. But I, like we did this exercise before, go around to the best quarterbacks in the game and even tell me who their backup is. Well, let's go back to December 5th. And I see people on the YouTube chat saying the caller is right from uh, Rip Cougar Rebel. The caller is right. Niners needed a better backup than Josh Johnson. Okay, on December 5th, let's go back in time. Jimmy Garoppolo breaks his foot. Trey Lance is not going to be ready. We got Brock Purdy. It's Brock Purdy time, and we know that Brock Purdy is the man. Great. And we've gone gone forward with Brock Purdy, who was available at quarterback in that moment. The trade deadline had passed. Right. So you, you cannot get Matt Ryan. Like it's literally illegal. You can't get any rostered quarterback. Right. So you know, you mentioned the guy that they had on the squad Kurt, earlier. Kurt Benkert. Right. You had Kurt Benkert. Benkert. You could bring in Kurt Benkert. And everyone at the time, I remember, not everyone, but a lot of people like, Colin Kaepernick. 
Let's bring back Kaepernick. Okay, so he hasn't played in five years now or maybe longer. You start to look at your options and you see Josh Johnson. He had been in the system. Knows the offense, right? He's a guy who had been in... He's been this guy his whole career. A guy of, in case of emergency, break glass. And you and I differ as far as what Josh Johnson could have done. And again, the fumble at the end of the first half, to me changed everything in that game. I'm not saying that he would have lit it up and led them all the way back, but... Yeah. I saw nothing. I yeah. saw zero encouraging. I saw a guy who was super rusty, and the moment was a little bit too big for him. Totally. Like, yet, I don't blame him for this. I just didn't see anything encouraging. Yeah, they were down 14-7. Yeah, 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 yeah. With a chance to, you know, limp to the half, and maybe he regroups and comes out in the third quarter, and he's different. It's all revisionist history because it's not the way it went. But for everyone saying you should have had somebody better than Josh Johnson, tell me who. Right. And, and, and give me another scenario ever in the history of the NFL where QB4 went in and did something. Everybody always, when we talk about the Niners this year, everyone starts bringing up the backups. Foles did it. Hostetler did it. Brady once upon a time. QB4 we're talking about. Right. Those are all QB2. All of them. Every single last one of them. I don't know that we've ever gotten to QB3 and the Niners were about to do it. That was maybe the, I, I got to think that's the greatest run in the history of QB3s. I don't know that, but I can't think of anything better than what Brock Purdy did this year. This is now four. Right. You're angry because they weren't ready with QB4. QB4 doesn't exist. Seriously. That's not a thing. You don't do QB4. And then QB5 would be QB2 circling back around on a broken foot. Exactly. So that's what we want. And unless you want to become New Orleans, and I think I mentioned this to you off the air in terms of Taysom Hill, do the 49ers now go out and look for a Taysom Hill I don't just know. in case? But a, a player Taysom who Hill. Can, but who is that? How many of those are there? there well, there's Taysom there's Hill. Taysom Hill. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't that many. Right. And that's why... And I thought that maybe they could have just gone straight to McCaffrey or straight to Juszczyk. If Brock Purdy can't throw the ball, then just let's go straight Wildcat. I don't know. Or somebody who can. Like, they may not be able to throw it well. But or the, Tom Tupa. But their arms attached. Exactly. I mean, that's right? Debo has thrown a ball. He had a beautiful throw against the Rams last year. I'm not saying you can drop him back, but I don't know. Somebody whose arms attached. The 49ers two years in a row have ended up in the NFC title game with somebody whose arm is barely attached. Right. That's kind of a bummer. Well, this year his arm was totally not attached. Totally not attached. And I'm not blaming Kyle Shanahan for for hurting his quarterbacks, but the very fact is Kyle Shanahan's quarterbacks get hurt. It's, it's So, and I don't know if and many people have come down my road, oh, you're blaming Shanahan. I'm not. I'm simply pointing out the fact that in five of his six years, He's had to use multiple quarterbacks yeah, because they get hurt. But you know you can't do that without implication. That's an implication sensation. It is. You can't say, if you're going to say it, the only reason you'd say it is because you're implying something. I'm not implying it. What, okay. I'm, what I'm implying is that maybe he needs to take a different approach and either have three QBs active on game day or have four QBs on the roster well, because your guys get hurt. But then that, that in that by definition, is buying into the idea that my quarterbacks are in more danger than someone else's quarterbacks, and I don't think Kyle believes that, and nor do I. I don't I believe just, they're in more danger. I, think it's, I, think it's I do totally believe that they use more quarterbacks because his guys get hurt. Mm, I mean, that it, has been the case. It but, has been, yeah. But that, I don't know that we can define anything by that. Um, real quick, Malik in Oakland. Uh, hey, Malik, you're on with Willard and Dibs. What are you doing? How you guys doing, man? I, the Willard, last time I spoke to you guys was uh, during the parade when you told me the, the Warriors wasn't going to win that many games earlier that season, and they end up winning the championship. And if we make it to the playoffs... Hold on a second, Malik. you, you, you got to be off. I was captain. I was the most positive one at this entire station last year about where the Warriors season was going. You've got to be remembering that role. Get him, Malik. Yeah. What, what, what's that? Remember when I spoke to you earlier that season? I said you sound like Barry White, and he sound like the dude. I forgot well, the other group. I, I do. That, and we that, was talking. That does happen. Like the Warriors gonna win like thirty-seven yeah. games or forty somewhere around there. And I we we had a quick little debate. But this is what I want to say. 
ain't it funny that we all see the same thing and everybody have a different different perspective? When are we going to hold Shanahan? Like we're going to we, we got to give him some accountability because I want to know if the Niners suffer next season and don't make the playoffs or the championship. Where is Kyle going to be? Is he still going to be our head coach? Because there's, there's not too many good coaches out there, for one. And the Niners lost the game. For all the fans that's listening, our hands was cuffed during the game. We couldn't throw the ball. It's over with. It's a, ho- a whole new team for to be in the Super Bowl. We got next year. We got to look forward. So and if Mal- Kyle doesn't make it back to the championship, that's what we, we need to be talking yeah, about. Yeah, Malik, I, I, I'm just telling you how it is. I mean, you even said it right there. Uh, you don't have a quarterback who can throw. Uh, a team is not going to blame the coach. And you're right. There aren't a lot of good coaches out there. Uh, the Niners are damn lucky that they've got one of the few. That's how they look at it. That's how a lot of us look at it. And you don't, in my opinion, you don't tell a coach before the season, win the Super Bowl or you're fired. It's just not the way it works. You, you, can, you can be one of the best teams and not win the whole thing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's all sponsored by calhope.org. Much more to say on this and plenty more of your phone calls coming up. And... Wiseman and the trade deadline is still ahead as well on Willard and Dibs. Now back to now back to Willard and Dibs. Take it away, Mark. Steph, you take it away. Take everything I got and put it in your knee. And uh, all those words we can't pronounce. And get those ligaments healed. Get back on the court. Dr. Brian Feely, in an hour, we will talk about all those ligaments that we didn't even know we had, Mark. We all know about (laughs) ACL, MCL, PCL, even the LCL, which is the most underrated of the CLs. We don't know about these ligaments. I like the LCL because it's got a little bit of a rhyme feel to it, right? Is this a lateral collateral? Yeah. Lateral collateral exactly. ligament? That's more exactly. fun to say than medial collateral ligament for sure. And the PCL, the yeah. posterior collateral, that only rips when the other one's ripped. That's kind of like the, okay, we're all tearing. I'm going to tear, too. I put too. my hand up on your hip when I rip. You rip. We rip. Look at you, is Mark. That, is that what you're... Okay. And look at you. Uh, yeah, well, it's rare you cross over to the hip-hop realm. No, it's, no, it's not. What, Oasis wasn't available? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I got to come down your road at least once a week. Oh, well, you are my wonder wall. <laughs> All right. Uh, the NBA's trade deadline is Thursday. We got you covered with all the latest news leading up to it. Our trade deadline coverage is brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping you and injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. And Warriors tonight. Okay, Warriors Live, 95.7 The Game is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. So we'll get to some Wiseman and trade deadline stuff here in uh, in just a moment. And Keith Smith, who uh, who covers the NBA, uh, can't wait for uh, for his stuff. He's um, uh, NBA insider, contributor to Spot Track, which has all the contract uh, information out there. He's going to be with us here in about 25 minutes. But uh, some more phone calls on the 49er quarterback situation as it continues to give us more and more drama and now the discussion about whether or not Jimmy G 
could have been ready, should have been ready, and it's based off of comments Jay Glazer made on Radio Row. There's buzz out there that Jimmy Garoppolo could have played in the NFC Championship game. No, but so it, it, it's not that. Like, they're hoping kind of more for the Super Bowl, but even so, he wouldn't have been able to do everything. Kind of would have been able to do a little bit more than Purdy was able to do at the NFC Championship game. But they were, they were hoping he was going to be able to be, and there was maybe the emergency third. So, uh, again, uh, my take is, A, there's no way for us to know health-wise what's going on. B, if there are ruffled feathers between the 49ers and Jimmy, uh, I get it. It's amazing that it took this long. And C, if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo and I'm not 100% and the team wanted me to go out there with free agency coming and all the context of what brought us here in the past, my answer is hell no. Hell no, am I not going? I'm going out there when I am damn. Like, remember Top Gun? I will fire when I am bleep damn good and ready. Yeah. Um, That would be my response to the 49er. I will get out there when I am healthy and ready to protect myself. I'm not putting my future career on the line for you guys again. Exactly. And he's done it. And he tried to leave and no one wanted him. And they tried to move on from him, but they couldn't. And so it was an inconvenient marriage that had to happen again. And so Jimmy G and what he did when he came back after Trey Lance got hurt, it helped him. It helped the team. It was a win-win. And then Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. And it's, it's a bummer. And you thought, okay, maybe he's back for the Super Bowl. You never got there. But for Jimmy Garoppolo to be expected to go out there and limp around and risk his future for a team that tried to get rid of him not once but twice, it's foolish. The other part of the Jay Glazer that I'm having a hard time with is the notion of an emergency third. Because having him in as the emergency third quarterback is like getting earthquake insurance in Missouri. (laughs) You, you don't do it. You know when you rent a car and they got all the, like, a uh, hundred pieces of paper in front of you? Yeah. D- decline. The answer is decline. Exactly. You decline all of it. And that's because what Kyle what they're, Shanahan They're asking did. you if you want an emergency third. Exactly. Decline. And do you want an emergency third? Do you want car insurance just in case of an act of God? Right. Well, let me see. I'm, I'm here in Southern California. It's 83 degrees. I'm not too worried about hail damage in my <laughs> rental car, so I'm going to go ahead and turn that down. Well, the funny thing is also emergency third is an old term. It doesn't exist anymore. You can just put a third on your active roster. Right. No one does it. The emergency third rule went away almost a decade ago, uh, where there can be someone that's not on the active roster that is an emergency third QB. We've talked about this yeah, over the exactly. last week. And I was just Doesn't talking to Sonny and Evan. Uh, Evan's in for Guru today. Which is step one to him not showing up to the watch party. No, it's a, it's a uh, scheduled day okay. for the Goo. Right. He's, he's got a dental procedure that he's undergoing. But I was I'm mentioning to them... Like, going into the Super Bowl, you've got Patrick Mahomes, who is, I don't know if he's hurt, if he's injured, or if he's hampered, and you've got Jalen Hurts. I don't know if he's hurt, injured, or hampered, but I would look at those coaches and think maybe they would want an emergency third. Kyle Shanahan had Brock Purdy, who was completely healthy. He was far removed from his rib issue. And you had Josh Johnson, who was completely healthy. So why, if you had two completely healthy quarterbacks, would you think about an emergency third? If I'm Andy Reid or Nick Sirianni, I actually might think about it. Because I've got a quarterback who is hampered. And having seen what happened to the Niners, let's say Patrick Mahomes on the sixth play, somebody rolls up on his ankle, and he's out. And Chad Henney, okay, Henney. Better than Josh Johnson. He gets concussed in the third quarter. Then what? I don't know. You don't have an emergency third. Jarek McKinnon. Right? Wasn't he? He was an emergency QB, I thought, back when he was here. But to that point, I mean, I mean yeah. if you're Andy Reid and Nick uh-huh. Sirianni, maybe you see what happened to the Niners, and maybe you think about maybe. it in different ways. Maybe. I wonder if the NFL thinks about it in different ways, because they don't want a Super Bowl where somebody is forced to run the ball. Jarek McKinnon that. against... Uh, who would it be for Philadelphia? Oh, my gosh. I have no AJ clue. A.J. Brown? Yeah, someone. I mean, Dallas Goddard. Wild get in there. Wild I mean, you know, Boston Jason Scott. Jason Kelsey and Travis um, Kelsey? Yeah, G- Gabriel and Napa. Hey, Gabriel, you're on with Willard and Dibs. What are you doing? Uh, cleaning up, painting a space, trying to get a space open. Man. And since, uh, you know, 6 a.m. Yep. Yeah. Aren't we always cleaning the space? And then we're just going to start dirtying it again as soon as you do that. Well, yeah. A little zone, a little uh, little paint happening. Um, Out of bed. 
pretty frustrated with Bonte this morning and just wanted to kind of get a little higher up. Of course, you know, what could have, should have, maybe would have been if you had a third. That's all cool. And you can apply that. I know, Willard, you always say sports is different. Absolutely, it's different. But in some ways, it's not. It's entertainment, right? Put it this way. Uh, the two of you don't get to do your thing anymore, you know, mid-morning. And one of you goes, and the other one doesn't. And the other one comes on to the air and talks smack. My point is this. Don't air your stuff. This is the sports, you know, everyone talks about manhood and macho. We're on the team. Whoever is in the locker room, whether it's Kittle or Debo or whoever, that's, you know, airing anything about Garoppolo, that's the weakest sauce of all. The weakest sauce of all. Is anyone doing that? Another dude's. Is anyone doing that, Gabriel? Well, that's what we heard this morning on Bonte's show. Um, and we also heard Edelman and another former New England player talking about that Jimmy G was a B. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. He also saved the Niners' season for a short term. Yep. My point is only this. In football teams, in volleyball teams, in any team, keep your stuff inside. Everything you say outside is positive, and you keep the stuff your side, and that's how you earn respect. Same thing at the corporate level. If you BCC somebody with all your grievances <laughs> about Odyssey or anybody else, oh. <laughs> think of what you would be. Yeah, it's not going to go well. And by the way, Gabriel, not only are you right, let's can we think of a Bay Area sports example of people who have done that really well over the last five years? Pick me. Pick me, Mr. Dibley. Oh, Mark. Pick me. Mark. Pick me. Call on me. What's an example? Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. Let's go right here in the back. <laughs> Let's I go mean, to Mark. Are you guys kidding me? Like, think about this now. Think about what they've been through and then what they've said publicly. They have, they have been in situations where the media literally has tried. They're trying to be like, all right, Jimmy. <laughs> You're mad at the Niners, aren't you? Oh, Jimmy lied to You're us. You're mad. Jimmy lied to us when Are he said, mad? see ya. It, well, he didn't, turns out, he didn't go anywhere, but Jimmy. But did he say that he was mad? No, did he's he, never. See ya. Right? Do you think he ever was? Well, he laughed on the sideline as that season was going up in smoke a couple weeks ago. Oh, I, I love that one. He Where's laughed. The, uh, he laughed right in all of our faces, <laughs> yeah. Mark. He zetoed. He just zetoed all over everybody. Wow. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I bet if you were to stick a camera for one second, you could have found other smiles on the sideline. Not especially, for Kyle. Especially at that point. At that point, like, it was it was a fait accompli. You know where you saw a smile? It was George Kittle when yep. when uh, Brock Purdy came back in the huddle and George said something to him to the extent of, isn't this great? Yeah, you want to throw left-handed? Yeah, what exactly. do you got? What are you what bringing out here? Yeah. I mean, at that I mean, point... Don't do that to people. What else can you do? And you're right, though, as far as uh, Kyle and, and Jimmy Garoppolo. There was never any, like, according to sources, Jimmy Garoppolo walked out of practice today because he's mad at Kyle. Well, and we saw it. You can see it when someone's words and their actions don't fully match. I mean, here's Kyle through the years. Jimmy is one of the greatest throwers on the planet. And stuff. Next, next day, we're trading two future firsts to get a different quarterback. So, yeah, there's stuff there. Did they ever say it publicly? Ever. No. Not once. And he contacted Jimmy Garoppolo before they made that move to trade three firsts to get another first to take Trey Lance. He at least had the the vision and the maturity to call Jimmy Garoppolo and let him know. And to your point, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't come out or he didn't have his agent, Don Yee, come out and say, we're demanding to be traded, and Jimmy won't stand for this treatment. All Jimmy did was put his head down, come back to work, and help Trey the best he could, and continue to be a 49er. And, and then, yeah, and then they, they, they had enough respect for one another that they ended up doing another deal. They redid a deal exactly. for him to stay um, after all of them had said that he was gone. Charles in South City next on Willard and Dibs. Hey, Charles, what are you doing? Nothing much. Getting ready to be Tokyo bound in a few hours. How you guys doing? Hey, man. Nice. nice. Fly safe. Be, yeah, get some rest. Thank you. 11 hours, but I'm going to get to think about Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's go. I heard what Bonte said this morning. I'm not frustrated at him, but I do feel like he, uh, I do feel like Jimmy G didn't need the, need the slander. I mean, think about it this way. He saved the 49ers season, in my opinion, just the way I look at it. We're working, I feel. He uh, saved the 49ers season by coming out there when Trey Lance got hurt. He he played the best ball he possibly ever played in the 49ers uniform for the last time, which could possibly be his last time playing in the Niners uniform. So, um, other than that, 
Um, I feel like there's been good and coming out of his injuries, as bad as it sounds. If it wasn't for him going down, we wouldn't see Mr. Relevant turn relevant and do what he's done. And honestly, I feel like without Jimmy G, there would be no no playoffs, honestly, and that's the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, Charles, it's funny that we never take that sort of an umbrella view. Charles, thanks. I mean, let's think about it this way, especially if you are a Jimmy Garoppolo detractor. If you're someone who... Why are you looking at me? They're because, Jimmy Garoppolo detractor. I mean, if, you, if through the years, all you wanted to do is talk about how he's not top 15... Or he's the problem, or any of the things that we've said. They win despite him. Okay. Or in spite of There's him. There's my favorite one. Can't throw All the right. deep ball. So. Can't win the big one. Six year time. He's limited. Wait, Six. I'm not done. Oh, sorry. He's limited. Uh, he, what else you got? He overthrew Emmanuel Sanders in the biggest game. And then in the end, he smiled. All right. So all of that. His eyebrows are too thick. So just, oh, he stinks. So just erase, <laughs> erase Jimmy Garoppolo. Last six years. Erase him. He's gone. He was never here. You feel better? Much better. You think it went better? Mullins never got a fair shake. How did the last six years go? I thought Bethard was showing promise. Is Kyle Shanahan still here? He might be. Have they been to any NFC Championship games? Couple. They have? Absolutely. Without Jim? No, there's no Jimmy. Yeah. Erase him. Brock Purdy got you to an NFC Championship game. Okay. Okay. Come on, Mark. Yeah. Come on. You know the truth. You know the truth. Um, and you can handle the truth, which is that Jimmy did a lot. He sure did. Jimmy did a lot. There was a lot of success. Since Jimmy became quarterback, he's second among Niner quarterbacks in terms of winning percentage. So there's that. <laughs> he's first in terms of wins. Um, yeah, look, I mean, he he did a lot. He did a lot he's of good. first in terms way, of losses, too. Way more good than, yeah. than bad. That's true. Yeah, you don't, um, you don't hey, like when I come back at you with stats. No, like that. because you're I'm a stat. You're a stat. You're not a stat guy. Not a stat, stat. You're a, you're a like. You're a fact guy, but your facts are totally misleading. No, no. Josh Johnson took them on a drive. Facts. Not misleading. Quarterback more misleading. More drives that resulted in touchdowns than Brock Purdy and yep. Jimmy Garoppolo combined. <laughs> facts. Man, I've seen title against Yeah. Him. It's true. Gotta hate when I'm right why all the time. You, why didn't you put Trey Lance's name in there? What the hell was that all about? How come you left him out? I like Trey. Uh, yeah. Trey was up in the booth with a boot on. You forgot about Trey. I will say this, and this is to fuel the fire for everybody who wants to like come down Kyle Shanahan's road. Tevin Coleman played one <laughs> snap. He didn't play special teams. He played one snap of offense. Jalen Moore played two snaps. One on special teams. One as a tackle. Colton McKivitz played one snap on special teams. You had three players who basically didn't play. Are you telling me you couldn't have suited up a third quarterback? You couldn't yeah, have had Jimmy you know, Garoppolo but you know as an emergency third? No, that's a, that's a weak point, and it's you not, know it. I'm just trying to say Because Josh Johnson wasn't supposed to play a snap either. Like, he's sitting there going, did. what's more likely, especially with Elijah Mitchell out? I'm doing my Bonte Hill right what, now. What, do I, what am I more likely to need? A running back behind Jordan Mason if McCaffrey goes down? Or QB3 if we get all the way through Josh Johnson? Two fully healthy quarterbacks get hurt. What's more likely? So that's why he picked Tevin Coleman. Jordan Mason is a special teamer. Jordan Mason played one snap. Of offense. I understand that. But he played 16 snaps of special teams, so right. you need Jordan Mason. And if McCaffrey goes down, you have to be ready. Debo Samuel. You're well, not giving Tevin Coleman the rock. Not, he's, yes, you, yeah, they would have. They would have. They would have given it to there. Debo first, and then they would have given Debo, it to Brandon Ayuk. Debo's not a straight running back. You know that. He goes back there he for plays. He was in Green Bay. Green Bay's on the phone. No, that, not for plays. Not for the whole game. He wasn't the run. Like, he didn't just run the running back position the entire game. The majority of the game. That. When you needed big yards, that. you gave Debo yeah. the running yeah, back Yeah, when you spot. need big plays. Um, hey, it's Warrior Wednesday, and it's brought to you by Freedman's Appliance. Trusted name since 1922. Visit freedmansappliance.com today. Keith Smith, NBA insider, spot track. He's going to be on in 10 minutes. One of the things we're going to ask him. There's a little bit of a drumbeat going here. I think the Warriors don't want to do this. I think they still don't want to do this, but... The reports are that the openness is growing to a James Wiseman trade over the next 24-plus hours. How would that make you feel if uh, tomorrow's the last day of Wiseman in a Warrior uniform? 
I would be nonplussed, Mark, which is to say I would not be irate. I would not be thrilled. See it. It would just kind of be a bit of a shrug because I was never, and you can go back, you can check the tape. I think I was doing uh, Jolo and Dibs back then. I've been on so many shows, I can't keep track. This is all the way back on draft day you were against Draft it? day. I was against James would Wiseman you, you from want? the start. I wanted uh, somebody other than James Wiseman. Okay. I was not a big LaMelo <laughs> Ball guy. Okay, so you, you can't be right unless you have the right answer. You can't just be against a guy. That's kind of like, fire you. Kyle Shanahan. Let me All go right, back to the and who do you want to hire? I'll say Tyrese Halliburton, but That's I'd be lying. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that now. No, no, no. You I'm can't give me some other bust that you wanted and be like, I was right. I wanted Tyrese Halliburton, no, you a didn't. player who's come on. <laughs> <laughs> if they would have taken Halliburton to number two, everyone would have been screaming reach. I see that's what I Wiseman is one of those picks where you're like, you can't be you, you can't be wrong. You Let can me be punch wrong. Up the draft and I'll tell you who I want. You can be wrong, but but you weren't wrong. Like that was a consensus guy. Especially with Edwards gone. Edwards I was off the board. Halliburton. You didn't. No, you know who I wanted? Who? And I'll say this and I'll admit it because I absolutely fell in love with him because of da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Obi Toppin. I oh. was beating the drum for Obi Toppin. Okay. I thought Obi Toppin's athleticism and his ability to play that 3-4 position I thought he would have been a perfect fit. I wanted Obi. I wanted Obi Toppin. We're, we're 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 serving Obi Toppin at the Super Bowl watch yeah. party this weekend. If you put that over Lil Cristini, like a little olive oil soaked toast, Obi Toppin is delicious. He's had a much better career than James Wiseman. Well, sure. Who hasn't? Obi Toppin is a bad name. So you ask me how I would feel uh, if they traded James Wiseman tomorrow? Yeah, I'd be nonplussed. Yeah. I would not be plussed. I would be nonplussed. I wanted Obi Toppin, who's had a better career than James. Wiseman. James Wiseman will not have a great career with the Golden State Warriors. I firmly believe that. I think you could actually go a step further. And and, and you're very highly probably right. Well, well, no, the step further is just stop the set and said, I don't think James Wiseman's going to have a great career. You, you can just stop right there. Like, see, I, I won't, I won't paint him. I'm with not, that. I'm not painting him with that either. I'm, let's let's go to your favorite. Let's go statistically right now. How many players, even with the context of knowing what his body has been through, how many players pop in year four for the first time? Here's another thing well, that Steiny I thought. Well, likes of. to use this comp, and I think it's a great comp for James Wiseman. Oh, it's Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal. I'm not going to say the answer is zero, but we're talking about a very, very small number of human beings. True. Who've popped in year four. Big men, especially. Yes. yes. Big men. Yeah. And the thing for James that, that sort of gets me, and, and a lot of people, you'll hear a lot of people say this, because I love, this is when you've like listened to, to radio, or you've read maybe a little Tim Kay, or you've read some Anthony Slater, and you'll take this to work, and because it, it sounds super smart. Look, I think James Wiseman can still be a really good player in this league. I just don't think he's a good fit with the Warriors. All right, well, here's something I'd like to throw back at you. If you're not a good fit with the Warriors, you're probably not a very good NBA player. Disagree. Because the Warriors, if you can't fit in this system, what are you actually saying about a person? It doesn't mean that the Warriors are the only system that can work. But the Warriors are a system that is based on ball movement. Right. It is based on... Player movement. Player movement. It is based on a cerebral understanding, and I'm talking both sides of the floor now. Floor. So, Kelly Oubre... Not a good fit with the Warriors. No. But he can score 20 a game. Yeah, on a team that stinks. If you're not a good fit for the Warriors, you're probably not a good fit for winning basketball. Probably. Disagree with that. Why? Because there's different ways to go about winning, and there are different ways to go about offensive basketball. And where he is in his career right now, as a 21-year-old player, who, by the way, if you want to look at where he should be, in terms of his basketball career, the guy's played 60 games in the NBA, which is basically two years worth of college basketball. I know. He played three years in college. He should be a college sophomore but right now. But that's misleading because that takes in away facts. No, it's like saying Trey Lance has only played four games, but he's been around the league for two years. You learn some stuff just by being there. You are also a veteran, even though you've only played 60 games, James. And therefore, when you come in in year three, you should be able to, I don't know, at seven feet, play defense. 
That's winning basketball. He can't play defense. How am I playing in the NBA at seven feet if I can't stop anyone? How can That's you get weird. better when you don't play? And I'm not a James Wiseman defender, it's part but of it. I would imagine if he gets traded, let's say he gets traded to, and I, I was looking at this report on CBS about teams, because the big reason why the Warriors would trade him, by the way, is for that Money. luxury tax yeah. relief. Yeah, they yeah. can get $131 million, but if they send him to a team like in the teams that were mentioned were Indiana and San Antonio... The bad teams. Teams with a bunch of cap space. Go play. Right. It's like golf now. Go play. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. And there is a financial aspect to this. And we'll we'll welcome Keith Smith, NBA insider, into this conversation and find out the likelihood that there is a deal. Um, Willard and Dibbs brought to you by the San Francisco Gift and Jewelry Center. You know when you ask your partner what's wrong and they say, nothing. Uh, the Valentine's Day gift you got last year is probably what's wrong. So with 75 showrooms in one location this Valentine's Day, let the San Francisco Gift and Jewelry Center help you right some wrongs. Visit 888 Brandon Street or shop online at sfgcjm.com. More on Wiseman, the Warriors, the deadline. Keith Smith joins us next. For uh, more of your phone calls and Dr. Feely in a half hour as well on Willard and Dibs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 